Super Bowl champion. Iverson steps over to Ron Lewis. him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. From Lancaster to Levittown, Allentown to Hokessin, Philly sports is a way of life, and we've got you covered. This is the Dell Valley Sports Pod. That is right. You yes. are listening to the Dell Valley Sports Pod. Dan, it's been Hi. a bye. It's been a bye week. We uh, we took time off as did the eagles but you know when the eagles aren't playing there's not much to talk about always uh other things have happened philly sports how you been man i've been pretty good uh obviously we're professional podcasters so i took the bye week to go to florida just kidding i didn't do that because it was a bye week but i will say the Eagles' schedule has really linked up well with my own personal life schedule this year and for that i'm grateful i guess they are getting my emails went to florida for a wedding uh, and we went a couple days early to enjoy and soak up the sun. Having a good time over here. Went to Slim's Place. Shout out Slim's Place on the small island of Anna Maria Island. Dude, they got an eagle shrine in there. On top of the tables, I send you a picture. Brandon Graham strip sacking Tom Brady. That's the table I ate on. We're in Anna Maria Island, Florida. Come on now. Go shout out to Slim's Place. Great cheeseburger as well. Having a great time. You got to love finding a Philly bar in a random part of Florida or any part of the country for that matter. And there seems to be one everywhere because we are absolute lunatics and mm. I love it. So, Fantastic. yeah, dance, dance down in Florida. The Eagles schedule played into my favor as well. I got to go to a wedding last Sunday, not have to worry about the birds. I Frankly, I didn't watch a whole lot of football last Sunday, but it was fine. Eagles didn't play. Yeah, life's good. The bye week's kind of underrated. I always get, I always think that I am going to be like, oh, what am I going to do? It's, a, but then it's like, oh, I, I get to rest. My emotions get to just relax this weekend. I don't get yeah. to, you know, we're not going to lose this weekend. We're not going to see not, bad football. We can't. Not, not from our team, anyways. <laughs> Saw plenty of bad football, but not, not from our team. <laughs> we're not going to lose, and I'm not going to lose any hair from ripping it out of my head. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's nice to just take a deep to deep breath now we go now we go uh, big game tomorrow but first some breaking news today aaron nola in a shocking turn of events re-signed with your philadelphia phillies wow seven seven years 172 million which is average, av- average annual value of 24 and a half honestly i thought he was going to get more and he probably would have gotten more i think he took a slight hometown discount uh to put that That's in perspective the, uh, the two highest pitchers in baseball have an average annual salary of 43.3, that being Scherzer and Verlander. Uh, uh, 24 and a half puts him at 10th in the MLB. Wow, that's just surprising. A, just a couple ahead of Zach Wheeler, who's set to make 23 and a half next year at 13. So, yeah, Aaron Nola uh, is the 10th highest pitcher, paid pitcher in baseball, at least next year. So, what are your thoughts, Dan? He definitely could have got paid more than that. And we'll see what information comes out and what stays in house. You're already, if you go on social media and read reports, you can already start to see the reports that are saying that he did take a hometown dis- discount. You know, the, I know for a fact, according to my, so- according to my sources, Aaron Ola, it's my Adam Schefter 
right there. According to my sources, no, but obviously, if you just look at the numbers, it's without a doubt he could have made probably closer to 200. I think that's fair to say. Um, and they're saying that he could have made more money elsewhere, but uh, I'd be curious to see how much comes out. I'm surprised, man. I'm surprised. It feels like he took a pretty significant discount. I know that nobody wants to hear that after they find out a guy got paid 170 plus million dollars, but that's I mean, the way base- that's the way baseball is. We're definitely selling out, though. I was telling Jillian earlier, it's this is it. We the one to four year window, I would say, and enjoy it now because it's going to be tough once we start getting to five, six, seven years from now. <laughs> it's going to be tough. So we got, I, and I like that they're selling out. I mean, they're if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you don't want to, you know, half-ass that kind of thing. If you're gonna spend the money and go for the, you know the veterans let's let's do it let's do it up to the best of our ability and uh yeah we hope that nola next year and in upcoming years can continue to pitch the way he did towards the end of the season and throughout the playoffs yeah it's it's not going to be a stress-free seven years especially when we get to uh 36 and 37 year old aaron nola at the Hmm. back end of this contract we'll see what happens down the road but i like the move i'm glad he's back yeah. Uh, even though we've had a love-hate relationship with Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola as a whole, having him and Wheeler back, and the possibility of getting Yoshi Yamamoto. Well, see that—that's that, what I was going to ask you there, Colin. And and I know, you know, we can spend a little time on the Phillies here. I know we want to get into the Eagles, but does this this has to lessen the chance? Question mark. I would think so. Yes. So we'll look into this so that we're a little bit better prepared for Tuesday. But I. I want to say that so Yoshi. I'm just gonna call him Yoshi. What Yoshimada? Yoshinubu. Yoshinubu. Okay, so he's Yama, the next, Yamamoto. Correct me if I'm wrong about any of this stuff I'm about to say. Okay, mm-hmm. he's the next Japanese baseball star that finally, like, his contract with the Japanese baseball leagues is over, and now he's eligible to come to MLB. Correct so far? Yes. And I think in his last game, he literally threw a nine inning shutout. He's he's very good. He's very good. I want to say, and if you don't know Intel on this, we'll look into it for Tuesday. I want to say that the the money comes from a different place. I, I feel like each team is allocated a certain amount of money that they can use for players that are from these other leagues or the international players. I really want to say there's a, a, a separate amount of of spending that can be used for those players which would i guess kind of make sense and and be the reason why a team like maybe the angels were able to get otani i just i remember hearing a trade that happened in this past baseball season when one of the things that was being traded was the a certain amount of money that was like international players money or whatever so i want to say it was like a mets trade or something but we'll look into do you know anything about that baseball is a weird sport with that kind of stuff yeah i know very little about it and mostly it's because the phillies have not had like Mm -hmm. they're one of five teams i've heard that have never signed a japanese player out of japan now obviously they've had japanese players play for them but it was after their initial contract in the mlb so there's that can you name one i'm trying to think of one name one uh what a Japanese player that's oh, played for uh, the Phillies. Like, so, so Taguchi, right? Wasn't oh, he? yeah, Taguchi. The guy he played, he played like team. a bunch of positions, utility guy. Yeah, yeah, he was wow. on the World nice Series pull. team, right? That Thank was you. a really Thank good pull. Thank you. Taguchi. Uh, See, that's why I wanted to ask that because that I, I knew a fun answer would be on the other side of that. 
a reminiscent type Ooh, answer. Sota Gucci. That's Ooh, Sota Gucci. That'll give you that'll give you a point one percent on uh, immaculate grid there. Pocket <laughs> yes, yes, that one. I am terrible at that. Oh, <laughs> uh, but all right. So I believe we should go to the phones real quick. We have a couple of voicemails that are uh, Eagles related. Uh, and then we will get into what everybody wants to hear. The preview of the Super Bowl rematch tomorrow night on Monday. So good. Oh, so good. So, so let's go to the phones here. I believe we have a call from our man, Jesse. Is that right? That would yeah. be correct. All right, here we go. Del Valley boys, what is up? Loving the show. Jesse back with another Would You Rather. Would you rather. Would you rather have the Philadelphia Eagles starting lineup get traded away to the Dallas You Suck Cowboys? Appreciate that, Jesse. For their starting lineup, and the Eagles would continue on to win the Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys now as your starting lineup? Or would you rather wait another 10 years for your Philadelphia city to ever bring home another beautiful championship? Would you? Oh, man. Frankly, Jesse, I would rather you go screw yourself because I'm not trading away this <laughs> roster to the Dallas Cowboys, nor am I wanting Dak Prescott to lead the Eagles to the Super yeah. Bowl. Because one, that's never going to happen. Two, I hate Dak Prescott. So if he's given us three options, frankly, I'm taking the 10 years. Uh, yeah. I'm glad this isn't a realistic scenario because there's no way in hell I am giving up this roster to Dallas nor having their team play for us. Not a shot in hell. We already stole Goddard from him once. I'm not ready to give him give him right good, to him. Good pull. <laughs> Listen, it's it's fun. It's I think we're both on the same page here, and and I don't I can't possibly uh, play devil's advocate because I would be uh, disingenuous. But it really is a fun question because it really goes to show that obviously you love Philadelphia sports teams, but at the end of the day, because they're the jerseys that they wear, right, and the Philadelphia part of it. But at the end of the day, you develop relationships. I know it's silly to say, but you develop relationships with these players. Uh, so you can't just like switch them out. But and not to mention with the Cowboys of all team, but really any team, I would say you can't just switch them out. Like it's a weird connectedness that you feel like you have to these to these players on these teams. And it starts because they're wearing your jersey. But then the more you watch them, you feel like you develop something over time with them. We love these these teams and we love these players. Can't just swap them out. Can't just swap them out. Not the whole team, certainly. It'd be hard to root for Dak. What what cowboy do you think would be the out of the entire team? Which player would be the most difficult player to see in an Eagles jersey and to root for? Um, my mind wants to go to Dak Prescott, but I would kind of say C.D. Lamb, just because I don't I don't like. I mean, I respect the player. I just don't like him. I never did. Uh, that. I don't know. I, I hate their the whole guy team. that did the thing with his girlfriend on draft day, right? Where he like, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like grabbing his cell phone and he's like, give me that. Yeah. Uh, no, this is my time. You, you, you buzz off. CD lamb. Yeah. If you asked me this a year ago, I would have said Ezekiel Elliott pretty oh, quickly. Yeah. If you asked me five years ago, I would have said scissor hands, Jason Witten. Um, I got to say, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with the layup here and go because uh, I don't want to waste everybody's time and, and think about all these. For some reason, I really don't like Michael Gallup. I'll go Dak Prescott just because there's been so much 
ever since Dak has been a quarterback, it's been who's better, Dak or Wentz. And of course, now it's who would you rather have, Jalen or Dak? So it's 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 made you naturally hate him because he's been put up against our players and our quarterbacks that we've grown to love over the years. If Dak wasn't a cowboy, I really don't think I would hate him. I don't think I would, but because he's a cowboy and you see him in all those damn commercials, screw him, dude. Screw him. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, all Jesse. Right. Yes, thank you, Jesse. Uh, as a reminder, see you in ten years, Colin. <laughs> the Dell Valley Podcast Hotline. If you want to hit us up, have a comment, question. If you want to rip us, go ahead. I can take it. I don't know about you, Dan, but I got thick skin. 412-444-8710. If your call's good, we'll bring it up on the next episode. Or, you know, it'll just be fun for us to listen to. Regardless, uh, if you want to join in on the show, that's how you do so. Uh, we have one last call to go to. And uh, this one is a little special to me, I think. Here we go. Hi, Colin and Dan. This is Courtney. I'm from Allentown, and I've been listening to your podcast since about August. It also helps that I have a pretty big crush on one of the podcasters, so thank you for everything you do and bringing us that silly content. I thought you could use a little bit of female energy on this pod, so I thought that's why I would call. I had a few questions for you, um, in particular for the Eagles-Chiefs game this Monday night. So my first question would be, you know, I feel like our secondary has been an issue this season defensively, and I wanted to know what your thoughts were on just how it's going to match up against Andy Reid's offense and with Patrick Mahomes. Um, And then second, which, you know, this is probably the biggest question I'm going to ask and most important, is Taylor Swift going to be at the game despite her touring internationally and who is she actually going to be rooting for um thank you guys again so much for what you do on a weekly basis i really enjoy listening to you guys in the morning when i'm getting ready for work and on my commute um so yeah i think that's everything can't wait to hear your answer go birds bye go birds great call Thank you, Courtney. Uh, to everybody who doesn't know, that is my lovely girlfriend, Courtney Miller. Uh, well educated on all sports, especially mm. Eagles. Uh, I'm a lucky man to to be with her, literally in the room watching football with her all day on Sunday. I think I hit the jackpot on that one. If you can find a girl who wants to watch football as much as you, keep her around. To answer her second question, uh, I believe Taylor Swift was in a concert in Rio, Rio de Janeiro on Friday. There was actually some sad news about that concert but i have a feeling she's not flying back just to watch travis kelsey if she's down in brazil right now i don't know that for sure but that would be my hunch i thought that she would the last time i looked i thought that she had I'm, i got the international uh tour dates pulled up right now naturally good, uh, good work by com website uh sunday november 19th she is in rio de janeiro brazil i thought she was off monday i thought her next one after that was Friday. I don't know if this relates to the thing that you're referencing that happened last Friday. I don't know what went down. I don't know about that, but it looks like as it stands right now on our website, she has a concert on Monday, which was not the case before. Cause I looked this up earlier in the week and it was the Sunday and Friday. And I was thinking she is coming. Just look oh. at the stats. Look at Travis Kelsey's stats when she is there versus when she is not. And Travis Kelsey is going to be a weapon against us. I think he exploits what we are very bad at. 
on defense. But I'm seeing a concert on Monday, November 20th. That bodes very well for us, Colin. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that means in Brazil, Taylor, by the way, it, Taylor Swift is below the equator and there will be no Swift magic coming to Lincoln Financial Field uh, on the side of the Chiefs. Uh, the- Those Bones concert show due to extreme heat. I think the football gods might be with the Eagles, man. I agree. I think I think the nature gods are with the Eagles. But yeah, actually, uh, some some lady passed away uh, at the concert because due to like heat exhaustion because it okay. was like a hundred degrees and people were outside all day and whatnot. Really, very sad. Um, but yeah, there's a massive heat wave in Brazil right now, so it makes sense okay. as to why she postponed her concert. Yeah. To answer her first question, uh, Courtney, that is. Uh, good news is we are getting Bradley Roby back this weekend after he being on IR for a number of weeks, which means we have our top, aside from Avante Maddox, top, we have yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Our, our top six available secondary pieces with Bradbury, Slay, and now Roby at corner. And now we have Bayard, Blankenship, and Sidney Brown at safeties. So I think having Roby back will be good he's a lot better than Eli Ricks who we've seen way too much of recently and the good news is if uh if we can keep Kelsey under 800 yards I think we'll have a shot at winning this game uh did you know like (laughs) how pathetic the Chiefs wide receiver core is this year it yeah I am very familiar and it it honestly drives me nuts and I know that this is the different context in which we want the Eagles to win. So it seems silly to care about the Chiefs. But you noticed it week one. I believe it was against the Lions. And you're like, wait, 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 wait a second. They really went into this year as Rashad Rice is their wide receiver one. And then like other dudes that are like really threes or fours on any other team. Like, I, I just think that's so annoying when a team has such a good quarterback and then the in the offseason is like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Our quarterback's really good. What? Rashad Rice is your wide receiver one? People probably don't even know who that is unless they are very much into football and following every team and playing fantasy. Rashad Rice is some rookie, right? I don't even know where he's from, but he wasn't. It's not even like he was a Devonta Smith, C.D. Lamb. He wasn't you know, that early in the draft. You know what's really funny, Dan, is is uh, with all due respect here, even you don't know who he is because his name is Rasheed Rice. His name Rasheed Rasheed Rice. Damn it! We'll edit that no, for that sure, is, for sure. But that is it, just that it is apropos. Like our rice, I should have said our rice. These guys are are nobodies. Tra- so to to go down the list here, Travis Kelsey. This is receptions and yards on the year leading into this week. Travis Kelsey, fifty-seven catches for five hundred and ninety-seven yards. Good. He's leads phenomenal. The, he's phenomenal. Leads, leads the team by a wide margin. He's definitely the best tight end in football. Yeah. Rasheed, Rasheed Rice, 32 catches, 378 yards. Justin Watson, don't know who that is. 14 he's like catches. a weird tight end wide receiver. Is he yeah. listed as a tight end? He's a big-bodied no, he, guy. He, yeah, He's listed as a wide receiver. 14 catches, 276. Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, ex-Packer, 14 catches, yeah. 249 yards. Their other tight end, Noah Gray, 18 catches, 214 yards, and Sky Moore, who a couple of years ago people thought was going to be a bust-out rookie stud, uh, whopping 16 catches for 201 yards through nine games. 
Uh, to put that in perspective against the Eagles, A.J. Brown has 67 catches for 1,005 yards, and Devontae Smith has 42 catches for 533. So I'm pretty sure if the math is correct, A.J. Brown has almost as many yards as their top four wide receivers combined. Yeah. Shy, but it's close. Justin Watson, by the way, is 6'2", 216. I think he may be more of a wide receiver build than I think, but his number is 84, which is, I think, anytime I see in 80s, especially in mid-80s these days, I'm like, yeah. oh, they're just a tight end. Yeah. And there's a very, so. there's, I don't, I don't know his story, but there's a good possibility he was a tight end in college and is now a wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. Not sure. Um, yeah, what are, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, we got Super Bowl rematch. It's in Kansas City. Weather's going to be bad. Apparently, it's going to be rainy and blustery. So, I don't know if that levels the playing field, if that makes it harder for the Eagles. What what are you thinking here, Dan? Yeah, let's not get this misconstrued. I, I think it's extremely pathetic that they haven't put a better wide receiver on this team. And I do believe that the trade deadline they traded to get Cole Hardman back. Maybe you could just double-check that. But I think he was a... I want to say Hardman was a jet. Obviously, that hasn't been working out, but I think he got traded back to the Chiefs around the deadline a couple weeks ago. So they have a couple guys. MVS, you mentioned him. He's never going to be a guy that has a lot of catches, but he is scary in that. And if they do indeed have Hardman back, which I think they do, he's in the same category as MVS in that they're not going to have a ton of catches, most likely but they're going to have at least two or three deep shots to those guys because they're speedsters. At the end of the day, MVS is a guy that is very fast, and they're going to at least do two or three deep shots to him and hope and hope that he burns the cornerback or the secondary in general. So we do have to survive that, um, and, and let's not like underestimate that. And, and our safeties have been a little bit suspect, especially as of late. I think that's fair to say with Bayard and Reed Blankenship has been a little bit shaky compared to the regular or sorry, the first uh, part of the regular season. Um, and I, as much as their outside wide receivers aren't very good, that's kind of the one part of the secondary where I feel like we're a little bit better. You know, that's where you're talking about Darius Slay typically and um, Bradbury, who's been, again, suspect as of late. But still, you like him more than Slot. And I, and I hear you. It is a good thing. Do not get me wrong. It's a good thing that Roby's coming back. But I just think it's fair to always measure it with the fact that Roby was not a football player this year until like he was on the couch, so to speak, right? He was a free agent that we picked up a couple weeks in because we needed a guy. So, And he looked really good. He played really well. But he... He still seems like a low ceiling guy. Uh, otherwise, wouldn't other teams pick him up? I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, the problem is Travis Kelsey is really good. I think our linebackers already kind of struggle in coverage. Our safeties, Bayard, has really struggled. Hopefully, he gets better. But we're looking at Bayard and our linebackers probably to cover Travis Kelsey. And I could see another guy in the backfield being a guy that they go to in this game. And that would be Jared McKinnon. Uh, Pacheco is a beast of a running back. I think it's his second year in the league, and he is strong and powerful and is not afraid of contact. He's okay in the past game, but his strong suit is just, I think, ramming guys. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is your, like, uh, not so much size, but like your Darren Sproles kind of guy. He can play slot receiver. He can run a lot of routes at the backfield. 
I could see him causing some havoc against us. He hasn't been a a guy that they've used a ton this year, but I could see them liking the matchup and using a lot of Kelsey and McKinnon, especially because I don't think they're going to run the ball a ton against us. They already, I feel like when you watch the Chiefs and they struggle to run the ball, they're very quick to go, hey, we have Patrick Mahomes. Let's just like be creative and find other ways to to move the ball. So those are two guys that I'm thinking might might be uh, prioritized from the Chiefs standpoint. And I don't like our matchups against either of those guys. Yeah, I have to agree with you. You were right a lot about a lot of things there. Uh, Miko Hardman did get traded from the Jets to the Chiefs during the trade deadline. Bradley Roby uh, was a free agent going into the season, now 31. Again, I, we haven't seen him too much, especially because he's been injured as of late. But I still think he's better than Eli Ricks and the other I agree. direct Josh Joe, people who we've been throwing out there. Uh, the list I went through earlier did not include Pacheco and McKinnon, who are within that top group uh, as far as receiving yards for the season. They have a lot of catches out of the backfield. I'm with you. I think they need to make sure that Travis Kelsey doesn't absolutely go ballistic in the middle of the field. Uh, we haven't seen a lot from Bayard thus far, and it is hard for a player to come in and then just automatically be light, lights out in a completely different system. So I'm hoping that as we go further on in the season, he starts to understand and, and know the coverages and how things are going to change with this new new personnel grouping that he's he's just learning how to play with. I, yeah, they just they, they Cunningham Morrow. We we cannot let Travis Kelsey absolutely run wild. And if if he does, he he has to be the only person that beats you. He can't be going off. And then they also let up like a 60 yard bomb to Rasheed Rice down the sideline. You know, you got to got to eliminate one of those things because, yes, they're not going to run the football very well. I don't think against this defensive line. Mahomes is always going to be a magician and probably get his 40 to 50 yards just by scrambling out of the pocket. It's it's going to come down to the center of the defense. And that's been their weakness thus far is, yeah, linebackers and coverage safeties coming up on tight ends. Uh, slot wide receivers going on slant slant routes in the middle. I still th I think they're going to win this game. the The yeah. Chiefs' offense is not even close to what it has been in years past, and that's what happens when you pay a quarterback like fifty million dollars a year. You can't afford to pay Tyreek Hill and pay all of these other people. And Jalen Hurts is he got a new deal, but he's he's only making I think like half of what. Mahomes is making on an average value, at least right now. His salary will increase as years go on, but right now it's still somewhat team-friendly to the Eagles, which is why they're in a very – not a short window, but their time to win the Super Bowl is now because Jalen Hurts is only going to get older. They're going to lose Kelsey and Lane Johnson probably after this year. I mean, if they're going to get it done, they need to do so soon. So Yeah. And I will say this, you're always going to have the conversation is always going to be about the Chiefs offense because of Andy Reid and because of Travis Kelsey and because of namely Patrick Mahomes. I will say this, this Chiefs defense has been pretty oh, freaking good this really year. Really good. Really and, and, good. And it's always the offense. It's got Patrick Mahomes, so the best quarterback in all of football, maybe the best quarterback of the decade. Got a shot for some other accolades, too. Let's see how his career goes. But this defense is very good. Uh, and they've been very good against the pass. I think I had it pulled up here. Sorry. Um, yeah, here we go. So they rank fifth in uh, opponent pass yards per game with 176. 
it's really good. And they have Chris Jones. We all know Chris Jones on the line. I'm not as familiar with all the other names on the uh, on the uh, defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. But um, where they have been a little bit uh, worse has been against the run. So they're ranked 17th in yards per game with opponent rush yards per game, and that's 112.2. So I think that that is, and I do believe Cam Jurgens is coming back, question mark. Yes, he is starting. He is start well, not starting, but he is off IR. He is also back. So it's it's Roby and Jurgens who are are both back. So that is huge. They have their starting right right guard, left guard, right guard, right guard, right guard. Right guard. starting yeah, right guard back. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I think that's where we got to set the tone is with that run game. I think that we got the bye week came at a good time. Yeah, both teams got the bye week, mm-hmm. but bye week came at a good time for us. Um, and we are pretty healthy and we're going to need to see that run game going. It'll be interesting. This will be the first game without Dallas Goddard. So it'll be interesting to see, does that mean more Julio Jones? That would be my guess. And obviously it's going to mean more, uh, Jack question mark stole stole. Sorry. He's probably going to get the start. He's probably going to get the start. He's not a big pass game guy. He might get a catch or two, but I'm guessing as far as, mm, you know, pass plays where they use Goddard. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit more Julio, that big body guy uh, in the middle of the field. Wouldn't be surprised to see a little Julio action. I could see it. Yeah, looking at the weather, it's going to be around 42, raining and 10 to 12 mile an hour wind tomorrow night. So, okay, let's run the ball, uh, boys. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like if we can get DeAndre Swift going and and mm-hmm. get get through this defense, I don't see the way the Eagles lose. Now, I don't, I don't know the I mean, you you brought up some good stats. So obviously, their defense is good, but if we can if we can get the ball moving on the ground and parlay that into maybe a long a long pass play because they start to load the box to stop it, it would be beautiful play call. We got to see what Brian Johnson drew up during the uh, the bye week because we know Andy Reid is pretty damn good. Is the most truest thing in football. The most well known thing in football is that Andy Reid off a of bye week is good. Yeah. And I'm not saying to put any bets down on this, but Rashad Penny, we saw him for basically the first time last game in the opening of the second half. Um, We might see a little Rashad Penny. We'll see if they build off of that at all, at least. Yeah. All right. We'll see. So let's wrap it up here, Dan, if you would like to. Uh, What's your prediction for tomorrow? Score. We are going to go Eagles 28, Chiefs 24. No Taylor Swift in the house. No Taylor Swift in the house. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe not a slop fest, but it is going to rain pretty much from now until tomorrow night. So I feel it's going to be wet. It will be. I mean, I, I know the uh, the head groundskeeper there through Twitter. He knows what he's doing. Field will be much better than it was in the Super Bowl. But that being said, it's going to be a, a slog in, in the messy November conditions that are Kansas City. I'm going Eagles 23, Chiefs 19. Go birds. Go birds. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom on the way out, Dan? I will just keep it simple. Uh, just when you have to choose between one or the other, always go right. That way you don't get left. <laughs> Love it. Everybody, thank you for listening. Episode 25 of the Dell Valley Sports Pod. We will talk to you on Tuesday. Go birds.